Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to hear another edition, episode of Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness podcast, whole thing, yeah, so it is, it's Father's Day, it's Sunday, June 21st, 2020, I wanted to say something other than that date, <laughs> is it really June 21st, 2020, oh, wow. Uh, anyway, uh, this is show 777. That's a magic number there. That's like a totally uh, Vegas kind of, you know, thing. You know, seven, lucky seven, and all that. Slot machines. Uh, remember when you can go to casinos? Not that I really like to go to casinos much anymore, but I don't know about you guys. I thought it was good at the whole staying in quarantine thing. I mean, things are kind of opening up here, but it's getting a bit old, isn't it? It's getting a bit old, so... But uh, we'll we'll try not to talk too much and dwell on that too much this week on the show. I've had uh, a couple of interesting uh, few weeks of, of shows here. We're going to get kind of back on track and do kind of more of a regular show this week. I am going to try to cover in, in, in a brief but some detail uh, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars, the animated show, the Star Wars animated show, probably the best uh, you know, I liked Rebels too, but I, I think the Clone Wars overall maybe had a little more depth. Well, Rebels did too. They're both good. But anyway, today is uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Uh, I've covered this show a few times, but I wanted to kind of do an overview now that it's finally, I guess, over. Who knows? They just added it. They added another season. I don't think we ever thought we were going to get another season. I'll probably talk mostly about that, but um, yeah, it's going to be the main topic for, for this week uh, on Treks and Sci-Fi. We'll talk about some other things, what I've been kind of doing, what I've been watching, uh, what's been going on, uh, and, and all that kind of thing, because it's, it's kind of been two weeks, I guess. Last week, I did that RPG uh, release, that episode. By the way, over on Star Wars Stacks, uh, Joe over there just put out, uh, well, we recorded one about about a week and a half ago, maybe a little gaming session. We did more. Uh, the one I released last week was from a while ago, months back. This one was more recently recorded, just a few weeks back. I think about two weeks ago. Uh, it was uh, Joe and Angela and me and Chris was our GM. And we uh, kind of had a little uh, our start of a real adventure. And I think it's going pretty good. We're getting we're much more, I think, in tune with um, how this game works. Uh, it's um, it, it's a it's a pretty good system. I feel it's fairly flexible. A lot of it's just kind of how you decide to do what you decided, I guess, how to use it uh, somewhat. But uh, I'm enjoying it, and it's fun to just chat with everybody. Uh, we're trying to do it a little more regularly. Uh, I think we're going to try to do a session later this week. But check out Star Wars Text if you want to hear the most recent one. It was, I think, we recorded for a couple of hours. I know Joe edited edit it down a bit so it's it's probably about an hour and a half maybe but all right let us do uh today's show on treks in sci-fi i'm captain kirk ladies and gentlemen may i present the winners of the 74th annual hunger games we are the men in black I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. 
Welcome, welcome everyone to the show. A uh, couple quick uh, uh, announcement-y type things, announcement-y type things. You can always email me if you'd like, if you want to talk about something I've said on the show or anything, uh, treksf at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, that's at patreon.com forward slash treks in sci-fi, Patreon. Uh, that's the great little platform that allows you to just, you know, kind of automatically donate a dollar, two, three, whatever you feel like to any podcast or other thing that you're interested in there's a lot of stuff on there there's there's artists podcasters um, web comics uh just just a uh, you know i i like the, i've always liked the patreon type um support thing i support shows that i i listen to that if they're on patreon uh some of those shows i listen to aren't on patreon you can always paypal donations to treks and sci-fi or probably other shows too but the thing I like nice about Patreon is it's it's kind of regular. It's it's pretty minimal. I mean, for the most part, you know, I know some some uh, Patreon, uh, whatever you want to call it, member people, whatever, have fairly high levels. Mine's pretty low key, I feel. Uh, and I try to put out a show each week. So um, anyway, that's to support the show. Hosting fees, equipment, gear, um, whatever else happens to be needed for the show. And so I appreciate everyone that's done that. We've had a, a I've had a very regular group for quite a long time. I had a couple of new people uh, pop in and out, and 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 I again thanks you guys. You guys are the best. We're gonna try to do another Patreon show. I think sometime in uh, next month in July. I, I think probably towards the end of the month. I'm hoping, uh, but um, and we might switch it up. Try to do it a little bit of a different time or day, even trying to make sure that I include everybody. Uh, if I can. So, um, yeah. And uh, also on Vimeo, I have a lot of videos over there from conventions and, and podcasts that I've done. Uh, I did one at the end of May about movies we're going to get sometime later this year. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, that's at Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com forward slash Trekkie is my username over there. So, all right. So what's everybody been up to during uh I know most things are kind of back to normal. I mean, I'm still essentially working at home. Uh, I've uh, that's that has not really changed. I, I go over to my office uh, maybe about once a week, um, but there has been no real push to to go back in regularly by anybody. So mostly because there's no real, for the most part, reason to do that each day. Uh, it's I have a fairly small office that I work out of, but. Typically, the reason I'm in there is that I usually would have meetings. I've, I think I've mentioned this around town at different places. I mean, I work in the automotive industry and coatings and paint uh, supplying to the automotive companies. And 
my meetings usually would be at places like Ford and GM and that, and and they're all still pretty much closed off to visitors. So no in-person meetings for the foreseeable future. So I don't know. I'm not sure when this is going to end. I, I feel like we've hit sort of a, a level that it's just going to be this way, right? I, I don't know. But I, I did want to mention movie theaters. I had really thought they had opened in Michigan, but they haven't. Uh, I guess maybe in July, one of the last things to open, which I still I, I'm going to I'm going to rail against the machine here for a minute. But I I don't get it. I, I don't understand how, you know, why a movie theater is any more deadly or dangerous than going in a restaurant or a bar, which have opened. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't get that. At all, um, I mean, the, the idea, I think, that they're going to have a lot less capacity in terms of just like restaurants are, are down to, I think they can only have 25% people uh, filling their place, whatever the normal amount would be of 25% of that. Same thing, I think, with movie theaters start up. I mean, they can certainly give you a seat that's not near any other seats. Heck, most of the time when I go to the movies, it's like that anyway, <laughs> because... A lot of theaters, the theaters I typically go to or the one I, I go to a lot here has some pretty big size theaters. And I'll usually go on a weekend, like a matinee. And even when fairly big movies open, there's not, I mean, the, the, there's probably three to 400 seats in the theater, maybe something like that. There might be 50 people in there, if that. So, um, I mean, there are, of course, those big movies that open Star Wars, you know, a new Star Wars movie uh, is about the biggest thing that I can think of, really. I mean, even even other pretty big movies don't generally get a huge crowd. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, so they're, I don't know if, the, I don't think they're going to be requiring people to wear the masks as they watch the movie. But um, I, I still just seems odd to me, you know, you've opened up so many other things. You can go get a haircut here, even though I haven't yet. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep letting it go. Just gonna have the uh, quarantine hair for four months. <laughs> it's starting to irritate me a little. I'll probably last a couple more weeks and then go. But, uh, but yeah. So, and I, I said at the beginning I wasn't gonna talk too much, but this is sort of connected to. I mean, typically I'd be going to movies. There'd be summer movies to talk about. Uh, there isn't a whole lot on television. I, we're finally, I think, getting into this um, time frame where. You know, no one's been filming uh, new TV. No one's been filming. There's some stuff that's popped up. Netflix always seems to have new things show up. Even Hulu. I'm starting to, trying to work my way through Future Man, that, that kind of half-hour kind of comedy future time travel thing on Hulu. I've got, I finally finished season two. I don't know. I really like season one of Future Man. Season two, eh, it was a little different. And season three they're taking it in a little another direction so uh we'll see what i think about that i think i'm going to start uh, up carnival row pretty soon uh i think that's an Am that's amazon prime show there's also a couple things coming back this week finally that i'm excited about twilight zone uh which they did a new season on cbs all access that's coming back with new episodes i guess it's another next season i don't think they did a lot in the first season maybe eight, nine, 10, something like that. I liked it. Uh, it's coming back at the end of this coming week. Uh, the other thing that's coming back is doom patrol. Uh, I'm looking forward to that a lot. That is, um, it was on DC universe, uh, that streaming service. Now it's going to be on HBO max. I don't know if it's even going to be on, I guess it's going to be on DC universe. Also, I'm not positive about that. I know it's going to be on HBO max. They've been advertising the heck out of it, um, for HBO max, which I've been a little bit 
disappointed in. You know, all these services are great when the the key is they're good to me uh, when there's new content flowing on them, right? Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, when that's coming out on on CBS All Access, it's great. Uh, Mandalorian on Disney Plus uh, and Clone Wars. But I've seen most Marvel movies and things. I've seen most, um, uh, obviously, all the Star Wars stuff. Uh, and so there's not a lot, like, if you want to rewatch the things, yes, it's nice to have them handy on those streaming services. But I'm not a big rewatcher, truthfully. There's so much new content that I, I don't rewatch stuff a lot. So it, it, without new things, and HBO Max kind of disappointed me with there's not a lot of uh, original content on there yet. There's some things coming, um, but they're but they're not really on there yet. There's a couple of things on there, but not much. So, uh, I mean, they've got a lot of catalog. I mean, they've got all the Big Bang Theory on there all seasons, which still don't know why that wasn't on CBS All Access. It's a CBS show. So I, I, it's, it's weird to me you create a streaming service for a particular network. They don't get their content go somewhere else. It's just, ugh, it's bizarre. So, um, so yeah, each of these services I use somewhat, you know, when there's new things showing. Uh, Netflix is probably in Netflix, Netflix and maybe Hulu a little bit, um, a little more consistent. I mean, Netflix has always got something new, a new series. There's that one supernatural school type show. Oh, what's it called? Ah, I can't think of it. But anyway, they just came out with a new season of it. I want to watch Lock and Key uh, on Netflix. Um, and yeah, there's 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 just a lot of stuff. I did watch actually a movie on Netflix last night that I've been meaning to watch uh, called Code Eight. Uh, this is sort of a somewhat um, superpowery kind of show movie. It's a movie, not a show. Sorry, and uh, with uh, Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell from Arrow, uh, they're both on there, and it's basically about uh, a, a potential like future time or an alternate earth where people have superpowers but they're sort of oppressed and they're very well controlled and regulated um, because basically you know there have been people who have used their powers for bad things and so it's put people who have powers in a bad spot and and it's kind of okay i mean it was it wasn't super elaborate i i like some of it um it it was obviously not done. I mean, it's not a super high budget thing, but for a Netflix night for an hour and a half with some popcorn, it was it was fine. Um, but um, yeah, I'd been wanting to watch that for a bit, and yeah, I think that's I'm working my way through a couple things. Still finishing Project Blue Book season two. Uh, I've got maybe five episodes of that left, and I'm very disappointed that that it's not you know got canceled. Because it's really pretty good show. I, I've really enjoyed it. I, I, I really like the actors and the and the, and the setting a lot. So uh, may, maybe it'll at some point get picked up. I, I've heard it kind of ends a bit in a cliffhanger. Uh, but yeah, you know that's how things go sometimes. So working my way through that, I still got a, one or two episodes of um, uh, what is that? Jason Segel show. Uh, what's it called? something prophecy destiny ah, i'll look it up in a second while, while i'm on break here before we talk about clone wars but um but it's it's that's that quirky little show um kind of about this game that people play with sally field is in there uh it's a great cast and uh i think i've got two episodes of that left to finish um 
So, uh, yeah. So that's that's what I've been doing. And, and oh, a couple other things, I guess. I'm, I'm slowly, finally going through. I got a uh, collector's, um, uh, I think it's called collector's with a Z on the end of it. Um, you can find it online. It's a comic book collecting a piece of software. There's a few of them out there. This one's pretty good, though. Uh, I started to use it a little bit a year, a couple years back, maybe even more. I have a lot of comics. I have probably 25 or more long boxes of comics, something like that. Um, I've been collecting for a long, long time. You know, I get quite a few comics each week, uh, still do. Although the comic industry is really shifting, a lot of a lot of stuff going on there with DC Comics dropping Diamond as their uh, distributor. So, um, but I got this comic collecting program, and I have a little uh, pretty cheapy, but it works a USB plug-in scanner, you know, that scans barcodes that I can plug into my machine, and it interfaces with the program. And I'm slowly working through comics and trying to log in what I have into this program. It's basically a database, and it brings up the covers of the comics, and it's it's pretty well updated, and keep and you helps you keep track of what you've got. Um, one of the problems that I've been noticing, though, as I've been going starting to go through these, is that like I'm looking at this pile of Batman comics from about 1990s or so in the early 90s. They're not barcoded. I I, I can't remember exactly when comics, and I don't know if it was a DC. If Marvel did it before DC or, or whatever, but um, I'm looking at these things. And uh, so it's not too hard. You know, you can pull up Batman series and you can check a box to say, I have this issue of with this cover, if there's variants or whatever. It takes a little bit more. It's quicker, definitely, with a barcode. Um, but um, yeah, so some of this I have to semi-manually enter just, just by pulling up the Batman series and then going to issue like this one here. I'm looking at is 459 and then clicking a box saying, yes, I have that. So uh, part of what I'm reason I'm doing this is uh, I've been ta- tossing around, toying with the idea of getting a storage unit, an indoor storage unit for a lot of my uh, comics. I have a lot of them that take up quite a bit of room here in the Rico cave in the basement. But then the other thing is um, I've, I joined up finally with uh, this CGC company. If you guys, if people that are in comics know about this, there's uh, a few of these companies out there. CGC, I guess, is the one the longest running and the most recognized. But it's a grading company for comics. For uh, You can basically, you sign up for the service, uh, you pay them a certain fee. It's about 20. Um, and what they do is they will, you, you mail them your comic. They grade it. They rate it. For, uh, it's a scale basically from 0 to 2. I think it's 9.9. Nine. Um, and... And then they seal it at what they call slab it. They seal it into this sort of inclu- uh, plastic case that's, uh, it's not really something you can take the comic back out. It's sealed in there. I mean, you could, you could cut it out, uh, you know, but it doesn't open and close. Um, it seals it in and protects it. Uh, but it's a nice display. You can still see the cover and all that. And then they have this little label they put on the top with the grade and all. If you just search on like eBay or the internet, CGC graded comics, you'll see all kinds of stuff. Um, but older issues, um, people tend to do that, especially things that are a little more rare, and and you'll you'll find again a lot of these, and it tends to add a little value to the comic itself because it's protected and and uh, it should not really get you know any more damaged or aged, obviously after you seal it in that. 
most of my comics are in pretty good shape. I mean, I, I, I read my comics, so everything's been read at least once, but they're in fairly good shape. I mean, they're not torn up. They've been kept in, I bag everything, so they've been kept in bags and things like that. So we'll see. I'm going to put a little group of a few together and uh, send it off to the to the companies to, to do that. I'm just trying to decide. I think I'm going to do a bit of a mix just pick out a few issues from, you know, maybe an X-Men, a Spider-Man, a Batman or two. Um, go across my, some of my favorite comics, maybe a Fantastic Four. I have some old Fantastic Four. Um, Avengers. May, maybe do about five or six of different titles and, and as my first run, just, just to have a variety uh, of things. And, and just stuff that I like the cover or I like the issue or whatever. There's There's a lot of classic stuff here, so... So that's my next uh, kind of big project on, on the you know, the what was I trying to say? The geeky front. Uh, I am starting to we're, we're trying to do some work on our bathroom upstairs. Um, Want to paint and things. So that's my other project besides the usual like outside uh, lawn care of each week and all. So very exciting stuff. Very geeky stuff. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, but I do love my comics and. Uh, I, I do enjoy uh, reading them. Though there was one uh, place that I've been reading for a long time called Knights of the Dinner Table. It's a little smaller publisher uh, by Kenzer Company that does a comic about these guys who sit around playing a, a D&D-like game they call Hackmaster. I know I've talked about it, but I, I started to realize I hadn't gotten a new issue. I subscribed to it. It's one of, those, one of the few comics that I actually subscribe to and I get mailed to me. And I hadn't gotten in a couple of months. And I figured, oh, well, because of the pandemic thingy, uh, they probably have stopped for a while. But I, I found out that they were actually, what they decided to do is they they released some issues digitally. I, I have a couple issues to read, catch up on. But they are also going to still print those once printing and distribution gets back up and going, which should be soon, I would think. So, uh, so that was a happy thing to hear about. I mean, I think that's a great... Um, compromise you know here's your digital issue so you don't have to wait you can read it on your ipad or whatever or even online uh, it's just a pdf and and then you'll eventually get a printed copy of it too uh, i kind of wish marvel and dc had done that during the lull you know I, I don't really see why they wouldn't i i know these guys produce everything into some kind of digital format they could have easily put out pdfs i think what they worry about is um piracy I, I think they worry about if, if digital comics, digital versions are out a couple months before the printed one, that no one will buy the printed ones when they're printed eventually. Um, and that I get. I, I guess that could be a, a problem. But uh, I, I've always thought that if people are going to buy the comic and pay for the comic, they're still going to buy and pay for the comic, right? Um, so, I mean, I would love it. I used to, ages and ages ago, I used to actually subscribe to comics. And, and um, you could get a little bit of a discount on them that way. And they came to your house. But one of the main reasons, two things really stopped me from subscribing uh, by mail. Um, one, they came kind of damaged a, a lot of the time. You know how mail hand is handled. It's not good. Uh, so that's not great to get a comic that's messed up or folded up or whatever. But the other thing is that I that I had noticed during the time I, you know, and this has been many years since I've done it, is that... Um, I wouldn't get them. Uh, uh, I would get them late. They would come way past when they would release. You know, comics come out on Wednesdays, and I would get them way past that. So that was a bit irritating. So, all right. Uh, Dispatches from elsewhere. That is the name of the show I was trying to think of before with uh, Jason Segel. 
That's a great show, by the way, on AMC. Uh, you guys should watch it. It's it's really quirky, different, and 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 uh, sweet too in in some ways. So uh, probably one that's that's been overlooked by a lot of people. But check it out if you get a chance. Uh, all right, I'm gonna take a break, quick break, and we'll talk. Uh, come back, talk about Clone Wars, the kind of the beginnings of it, how many seasons we had, how many episodes, uh, some of my things that I liked, and play a few clips and all that kind of good stuff. So we'll be back in a moment. This is Lieutenant Tuvok of the USS Voyager, and you are listening to Treks in Sci-Fi with Rico Dosti. Live long and prosper. All right, I am back. I had a little bit of a break there. I had to uh, talk to my grandson and son uh, wishing me a happy Father's Day. But is there a happy Grandfather's Day? Oh, so weird to say that still. Oh, Bryson's so cute. All right. Um, Clone Wars, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Star Wars, colon, The Clone Wars, 2008 TV series started back in 2008. Uh, this is um, really, wow, 2008, that long. Um, so it's a, obviously this is a computer animated uh, TV series uh, created by George Lucas, produced by Lucasfilm Animation. Uh, the series began with, if you guys remember, it began with that uh, theatrical film uh, that came out, which I actually did see in the theaters. Um, it, uh, it was called Star Wars, the Clone Wars. It was the one about, you know, the hut son thing with the Soka and baby little hut and all that stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of people aren't really big fond, fond, think fondly of that. It was okay. But anyway, that kind of started this thing. Eventually that was shown on the Cartoon Network when the show started in the fall of 2008 October 3rd uh, 2008 and then uh we got basically a, a total of let's see here we got a total of seven seasons right uh just a quick rundown we got uh 22 episodes so it was on the Cartoon Network for the first five seasons 22 episodes um and I'm not talking about the the, the those little animated shorts uh, they, they came out, uh, the, the Gendy Tarkowski, how do you, however you say that guy's name, uh, that was prior to this stuff. Um, this is what I call the Clone Wars, um, you know, longer kind of 20 ish minute episodes. So we got seven seasons total. Like I was saying, the first four seasons, four seasons. Yeah. The first four seasons, all each had 22 episodes, which is pretty good. Season four, Five had 20 episodes and then for season six it, it got shorter it moved to netflix at that point in time uh 13 episodes for that season and the final season which just finished up in may on disney plus uh was se uh, uh, season seven and there was 12 episodes for that so uh it'd be nice to have a nice box set of this i'm sure that probably that will come out i think all of it now is on uh, Disney Plus, all seasons, I think. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. Uh, not sure about that. Uh, you know, with with these new services coming out, they're eventually pulling their stuff to their services. Uh, but, um, yeah, so let me uh, take a... I'm going to take a little pause here. Let me play the earliest uh, trailer. Well, this will just be for the... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to kind of quickly skip over the the movie a bit but anyway this is a, a season one trailer for the first season of the clone wars that was on the cartoon network back then so uh that started like i said in 2008 uh, season one lasted till um 
from October to March of 2009. So here is season one trailer for The Clone Wars. In this war, a danger there is of losing who we are. The ongoing stalemate in the war has become unacceptable. The Separatist fleet commanded by General Grievous is headed your way. Goodbye, Jedi! Rush not into fights. Long is the war. Only by surviving it will you prevail. The enemy ship is closing. You wanted excitement. Let the Republic go. Skywalker is leading the mission. Do not underestimate him. There he goes again, craving adventure and excitement. You get used to it. Give it everything you've got! Subtlety has never been one of your strong points. All part of the plan, Master. Your friends will kill you! You can't defeat us all. Of course I can! Get those fighters off of us! Your fancy flying is making it difficult! Hang in there! Twice the trouble they have become. Weapons do not win battles. Your mind, powerful it is. Now you fall, as all Jedi must. And my stars! We need you, Anakin. That was impressive. Cartoon Network is proud to present Star Wars The Clone Wars. With a new adventure every week, their galaxy isn't far, far away anymore. This fall, the Force will be with you. That's my master. Roger, 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 Roger. Yeah, there you go. There's uh, some season one Clone Wars action. Uh, this uh, a couple things, I guess, to talk about this series. One of the great things I think about this series is we really get to learn uh, both a bit more about the characters, of course, and, and a little more depth than you get just out of the the few movies that we got. Uh, you know, we 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 don't really see this era very much in the films. You know, you have Attack of the Clones which more or less starts with the starts the clone wars right it it, you don't really see a lot of battles and things going on there for the war kind of you know and then and then we go all the way shift all the way up to revenge of the sith right so there there's a big chunk of time here missing that that you don't get to really experience you know, kind of the bond between uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan that's formed here, between uh, Anakin, obviously, and Ahsoka, which is a big part of the series. Uh, there's 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 quite a bit of uh, character stuff. And, of course, a lot of uh, wartime battles, fights, Jedi action, a lot, a lot of that that we don't get in the movies. I, I think it's, um, it's a bit of a shame in a way when you think about it because I... I I've always firmly thought the prequels kind of missed an opportunity to, um, I, I really think that they spent, you know, the first film should have just been like, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes of it showing Anakin as a kid. And then they should have shifted it him older and becoming a Jedi and stuff. And then you would have spent like, 
the second movie would have been mostly the Clone War stuff, and then the third would have been his kind of his downfall and becoming Vader a bit, or maybe even push that up even a bit further. But, but anyway, it, we it is what it is. So the cast, the cast, and the voices, I think, are are really well done here. Of course, we have uh, uh, James Arnold Taylor doing doing a great Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, fantastic, you know, he sounds pretty much exactly like Ewan McGregor. Uh, Matt Lanter, who's um, was most recently seen in that show Timeless on NBC, great show. Uh, he plays Anakin. Uh, we have, of course, Ashley Eckstein uh, as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Matthew Wood plays a lot of the droids. Corey Burton, Count Dooku, uh, D. Bradley Baker's Clone Trooper voices. So, um, I mean, you, you, the advantage here is the Clone Troopers all kind of sound similar. Uh, and and so on. So and there's there's obviously other cast members, but those are the biggies. Uh, I think they do a great job. Really like the cast. Uh, they're they're very uh, invested in their characters, and 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 I think they fit the characters well. The voices. Um, I, I especially really like uh, Matt Lantern, Lan- Lanter, not Lantern, Lanter as Anakin. I I, I feel like. I, I, I just like his the way he um, voices the character, his attitudes, the emotions. Uh, I think um, I think he does a good job with that. So uh, okay, let us. I'm not sure if I'm going to play every season's trailer, but we'll play a, a few more of them as we go through this a bit more. So most of the seasons, one of the interesting things that they did with the seasons is most of the seasons sort of had a kind of a general theme. Um, I'm going to run through them. I'll read them off here. Uh, season two was called Rise of the Bounty Hunters, was kind of the subtitle for the season. Uh, season three was uh, subtitled Secrets Revealed. Uh, season four, Battle Lines. Season five apparently didn't really have a subtitle. Season six, the one that when they moved to Netflix, that was The Lost Missions. And season seven, the final season. Not much of a subtitle there, really, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, so season two, which I'll play this trailer for you in a second, The Rise of the Bounty Hunters, I, I found this interesting. We got we got to in, introduce and, and, and met uh, other bounty hunters. Uh, I thought that was cool, uh, and, and they be, they end up playing kind of an ongoing part and role in, in the Clone Wars and everything that they're dealing with for the during the war and the Jedi and all that. So uh, here is season two's Clone Wars trailer. I have need of your services, Bounty Hunter. I need a Jedi holocron. Sense deception, I do. You can count on it. Count Dooku's new droid foundry. The Jedi Council has to see this evidence. My lord, we have ten garrisons of new droids ready to deploy. Ding, ding, ding. I remember a time when Jedi were not generals, but peacekeepers. The safety of the Duchess Satine is of the utmost importance. Wait a minute. There's assassin probes down here. Were you and Satine ever... That would have been problematic. I will take care of them. Padawan, you must be. I sense something, Master. It's the dark side, Ahsoka. Have you completed your mission? 
I have the Duchess. Very good. Reinforcements are on their way. Let's make this a bit more interesting. Inflict devastating damage on the Jedi Order. He could. We must push on! Forward! We suffer a great many losses in these battles. I'll fight to my last breath to keep them safe. I'll take care of this, Obi-Wan. You, go find your girlfriend. Right. But no, Anakin, she's not my... For generations, my ancestors fought proudly as warriors against the Jedi. Defeat me or die like many Jedi before you. Yeah, so, uh, so a lot of obviously in season two, we deal with the rise of the bounty hunters, especially uh, a pretty cool character, I thought, because he could kind of face down the Jedi and, and, and hang in there. Uh, Cad Bane uh, is introduced here. Uh, it's it's always tricky, you know. You, you've got Jedi with lightsabers and all their abilities, you know, to to put somebody up against them that's not like a Sith or or you know uh, another Jedi. But um, but I think they do a good job here with uh, Cad Bane uh, and in this whole Je uh, Jedi holocron thing. And then the, we get into the Mandalore stuff, too, with the, the Duchess of Mandalore in this season. So, uh, well done. This one ran from uh, 2009, fall of 2009 to 2010. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it was a good one. Good season. Next season, the the third, I'm trying to back up here, uh, my my notes or my Wikipedia, my notes, uh, Wikipedia, my my. my all my notes are on Wikipedia, yeah. Um, season 3, Secrets Revealed. Uh, yeah, we'll just continue. What are we at? About 40 minutes? A little less than 40 minutes? We can continue to go through season by season and talk briefly about each one. Just as a reminder, this would be, um, even though I was saying during, before I talked about the Clone Wars and started, uh, this was, um, I was mentioning how I don't tend to rewatch stuff. Uh, Clone Wars would probably be an exception to this. It's it, it's not too hard and, and quicker and easier to I feel like uh, watch and go through um, in a, episodes of a, of a half hour, which is really boils down to about twenty one or twenty two minutes show than an hour long show of of many seasons later. Uh, I, I think so. I I'll probably at some point sit down and and go through on Disney Plus start uh, rewatching the Clone Wars. Uh, it um. It's it's a good show, and uh, there's a lot of stuff here that uh, there's some really deep things that happen. I feel like, especially when you get to the Night Sisters and a lot of that kind of stuff, a lot of a lot of the Jedi and the f use of the Force and stuff is more explored here, and and lightsabers and, and and the crystals that go into building lightsabers. A lot of things they never really touch on that much in in the movies or in other Star Wars things, maybe besides the books. So we get a lot of uh, unique things here that we don't hear about in other places. All right, let me play for you now uh, Season 3 trailer, Secrets Revealed, 
Uh, this one aired from September of 2010 to April of 2011 on the Net Cartoon Network, 22 episodes of Season 3 of The Clone Wars. is planning a separatist attack on Kamino. Track on Ryloth. Master Dai and his men are. After our attack, the chances of peace will disappear. If we lose, Mandalore will indeed be lost. I'll take on any job for the right price. We have the Republic right where we want them. We must stop the production of new clones. This is personal for us clones. This is our war. My blood's boiling for a fight. Your assassin, Eliminator. No! Sith warrior, Darth Maul. Yes. What if I could provide another of his kind? May I present... Savage Obrez. Always in motion is the future. Many possible futures there are. I'm your worst nightmare. Stop him. We shall prevail. Who's that? Was Death Watch involved? The source of this evil may be more than you can handle. Hoideria must remain neutral. We could certainly use the powers of the Night Sisters against the Jedi. Fire! So that's uh, season three. The secret is revealed. Uh, the Night Sister stuff I really liked. Uh, Savage Opress, which is a goofy name, I think. <laughs> it was okay. Um, but, um, you know, eventually we would get Maul back, of course. And, and then uh, Ventress, you know, is, is a fair amount in here, too, with Dooku in the early seasons. Uh, I really like Ventress as a character. I really thought she was interesting. Um, she's sort of a bit, um, you know... Uh, kind of obsessed in a way and just kind of a little crazy. I always think of her as like the, the, the you know, almost like Harley Quinn, and, you know, who's madly sort of in love with the Joker kind of, you know, thing. She's she's sort of obsessed a little bit with Dooku and doing whatever he wants. But, uh, 
you know, she's she's obviously a little off her rocker, basically. Um, but uh, cool character. Uh, I, one of the cool things about the Clone Wars is we got to, in, you know, and there's more Cad Bane here. They introduced quite a few new characters that turned out to be pretty good and pretty interesting characters, not just kind of throw away things. Um, so I like that. And it gives them also in the in the shows, they get a chance to develop these characters more over the season and sometimes multiple seasons. So, all righty. Uh, what else do we want to say here? Um, by the way... Um, we would. Um, we also have Christopher Lee's voice popping up in here. Anthony Daniel, Samuel Jackson. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, I guess we can move on now to season four battle lines. I think this is. Um, you know, there's a lot of war stuff in all these seasons. Might be a little bit more in this one, but um, again, the um, the other parts that I wanted to keep mentioning throughout this is. Early on, um, the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka, you know, is kind of, you know, very, very eh, a little stiff, but it's also master apprentice very much. And, and eventually they become very close and and good, good, tight friends. And um, it, it's it's good to see how that evolves over the time, you know, the show was on and, and how the characters, you know, their attitudes to each other. And Ahsoka grows up quite a bit and becomes her own person and and this is good and you know i really like that and i guess we're seeing a live action version of her in in the next season of mandalorian is is the word so we'll uh keep our fingers crossed for that i i, I think that would be cool <laughs> i mean that would be really cool she she's a great character i i feel like um She's earned her place in Star Wars mythos. I mean, I would love to see her on a, in a big screen movie sometime. Uh, I, I, I still feel like we have, um, you know, if you look at the movies, the you know, the, the even though they filled some of this stuff in through books and other things, there's a, there's, there's a pretty big gap in the movies between Episode 3 and Episode 4, the first Star Wars movie, technically, Um you know, where Vader's going off and purging the Jedi and Ahsoka's still floating around out there. So, the, you know, there, there's quite a bit of time there. There's also a lot of time lag between uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, and, and The Force Awakens. So those two areas uh, I would love to see explored someday. I'm even open to maybe some recasting of characters um, just just to have something in there. I don't know how what they would do. Maybe a standalone movie. Who knows? But um, back to Ahsoka, you know, we, we could, you know, if they did any more post prequel uh, movies, you could definitely see a live action Ahsoka in a movie in big screen time. So, OK, let us play the trailer to season four battle lines that started in September of 2011 to March of 2012 on the Cartoon Network. Assembled, Count Dooku. Proceed as planned. The Mon Calamari system must not fall into Separatist hands. Prepare for an assault. All troops, battle stations! This is your home! Do not let it fall! Look out! This isn't gonna be easy. We'll disintegrate for sure! Suck it up, shiny. Time to lock and load! I will 
Anakin has struggled to put his past behind him. I'll keep an eye on him. Yes, make sure you do. Bow down, Jedi filth. Yeah, there is uh, that season number four, that season, <laughs> and uh, 22 episodes, uh, good stuff, Death Watch, uh, a lot of uh, interesting things there going on with, with slavery and, and, the, and the, you know, what the Sith mean, you know, this oppress, oppressive society and all, and, you know, the there's a lot of you know when you think about it you know what goes on in the clone wars and in star wars in general there's there's definitely some parallels to you know things that have gone on in the in the world our world uh just like star trek kind of takes some cues well probably even more so than than star wars but everyone kind of always wonders a little bit you know why anakin would would go along with what he does eventually you know and all but there is a little bit of comfort in in order and um and, and keeping, you know, things in line, but there's also no freedom, you know, and, and that's always the, the, the rub, right. Of, of, you know, we want uh, society and we want order, but we also want to be free too. So there's a balance there, just like in the Jedi is always talk about a balance in the force, you know, not to be completely, you know, on the dark side or the light side even, but, but to be b kind of balanced. And there's always this talk uh, online, Although they have never really dealt with it a lot in the in the Clone Wars series or in the movies, but of gray Jedi, you know, ones that are not, um, they're they're more or less neutral. If you're a D and D player, you know, they're they're like a neutral good alignment kind of a thing, or or even true neutral possibly uh, that they don't really take sides. And the Jedi here try to not take sides, but of course they're not. There's not much choice. So now we're going to be getting into uh, season five. And this season doesn't have a subtitle to it, but in scanning the, the episodes, there are only 20 episodes in this one, and season five is still on Cartoon Network yet, and then six, six goes on to um, Netflix. There's a lot of stuff going on in, the, in this season with um, Death Watch and the Jedi, of course, and Darth Maul and Savage Opress, uh, and yeah, this is a good one. Season 5 uh, trailer coming up right now here on Treks and Sci-Fi for The Clone Wars. Something is stirring in the underworld. I fear it is a fertile place for more to flourish. Let him play with the rabble. It is of no relevance to the Senate compared to the Separatist threat. 
begin your attack. This is war, Stila. Onderon is ours, and we will keep reminding them until we get it back. Stila is a born leader. There will be more droids coming. Choose your targets wisely. For the Republic! Time is not on our side. We believe you five can get on board the Separatist Dreadnought and steal that encryption module. You are our secret weapons. There are some citizens of the Republic who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. If willing to destroy the temple, the attacker is. To great lengths they will go to keep from being caught. We can help you reclaim Mandalore. The resurrection of our warrior past is about to begin. Mandalore will be yours. And Kenobi, this Sith pretender Dooku, and all our enemies will fall. sense a deep anger in you. Everything that you fought so hard for will be destroyed. Anakin! Sometimes heroes fall despite their strength. season five's trailer uh that uh that was on from september 2012 to march 2013 it was very regular we were getting um basically we we're getting a new season each year that was a 20 episode season uh, a lot of mall in there uh cool stuff always uh, you know one of the things that i i love about the clone wars especially probably the later seasons uh, throughout the whole thing but I, i'm obviously a big fan of the Jedi and, and, and the Sith and, and lightsabers in general and the, the sword fights, the, the, the saber combat and, and how the, you know, Jedi move and everything and the, you know, flipping around and all that jazz. I mean, I, I could just sit and watch that like for a few hours. I mean, they, they do things in these shows that you don't really, yeah, you get it a little bit in the movies and then you do, 
they do a pretty good job with it. You know, especially you know in the Phantom Menace and the the classic uh, you know Kenobi you know fighting Maul there and everything you know. But uh, with Qui Gon and you know the three way fight there that they had in that was was probably one of the top ones. But um, but yeah, I love the action in, in that, and, and they have some smaller, quieter episodes in here. Padme pops up now and then, uh, you know, and and throughout this too, you're getting a little bit more of a out of control Anakin showing up. Although I feel like it's doesn't happen as much as you would maybe think or it should although if you think about the revenge of the sith movie you know he isn't like a crazy guy at the very beginning even you know i mean i mean it's a pretty dramatic change in a way they're trying to illustrate it in this show but uh it's still a little tricky to show it over especially over this many seasons and episodes but all right then the next uh, season Season six, let's get going here. We're almost an hour in the podcast. Let's wrap this up pretty quick. Um, let us uh, talk about this one real quick. This is called The Lost Missions. This is only 13 episodes. This is when it moved to Netflix. And let's play the trailer to uh, season six uh, when Clone Wars moved to Netflix. And uh, this one, uh, it started uh, basically, well, it started and ended you know, Netflix is they drop everything all at once. So it was it's um, basically appeared on Netflix in March of 2014. So here's the season six trailer for The Clone Wars. Yoda, my old friend, it is I, Qui-Gon Jinn. The voice I hear does not come from within, but speaks from beyond. You must complete what I could not. Come to Dagobah. The answers you seek are here. secret from us, Cypher DST. How this was done, we know not. Yet now, a new piece of the puzzle we have. It seems he's had some sort of breakdown. He doesn't seem to remember what happened. Protocol 66 must not be discovered by the Jedi. Yes, Lord Tyrannus. Our garrison has been attacked by the Separatists. I'm afraid I'm trapped. Senator Amidala, you are under arrest for espionage. You must face the gravest of journeys to Morabon, the ancient homeworld of the Sith. Down! Thanks. It wasn't you I wanted to save. There must be a hundred droids in that hangar. This is stretching it even for you, sir. Rax, you're beginning to sound like Obi-Wan. Hello. 
Echo CT5555. No clone uses that number. I am Fives. Call me Fives. The difference is minimal. Not to me. And not to any clone. Yeah, so there is season six. Clone Wars uh, moved to Netflix was was out. You know, I liked it. I, I thought they did a good job. Less episodes. The um, the other thing uh, going on here at this time was you could watch all the Clone Wars on Netflix. Then they got the rights to show all the other episodes as well. Uh, you get a little uh, a little bit more uh, Jedi and the Force and mysticism here and some. A fairly uh, involved Yoda stuff, which is good, uh, especially near the end of the season. Uh, he goes to Moribond uh, or Korriban, uh, the homeworld of the Sith. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Yoda is kind of put through a lot of trials and tests here. And, and uh, so I, I like that. Um, again, all, all showed up on, in 2014 for uh, the uh, and then until recently you know until i forget when it was i think it was announced um uh, oh it was at san diego comic-con two years ago in july 2018 that's when they first announced that we're going to do a final season with disney plus uh as, as you know besides the mandalorian we got uh that great show we're getting us we got a season seven of um clone wars when Disney Plus started, uh, or a little bit after it started. Anyway, uh, so I'll, let's wrap this up and play the final season. This one's about two minutes at the trailer for Season 7, which just finished up uh, recently on uh, Disney Plus. I, I liked it quite a bit, and it was nice to have a... It was really nice to have kind of a way to close out the series. I'll talk a little bit more about Season 7 after I come back after the trailer, but um, here is the trailer for the final season, the final... Um, 12 episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. The Jedi and the Republic will die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? We were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers. We clowns have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. of the plan. The plan. Everything is about to change.
Okay, so season seven of The Clone Wars on Disney Plus. This, you know, just aired not that long ago. It's still there, of course. Basically, it's sort of three three pieces to this season. Uh, I'll talk briefly about this. Uh, you have the first um, first sort of arc, which is about the clones and somebody a group called the Bad Batch, which are sort of like misfit clones a bit. I, I like that little uh, group. There was a middle uh, arc with Ahsoka uh, working with some um, others on Coruscant when she kind of left the Jedi, left the Jedi Order. And kind of had that falling out, and then and then the last arc is is probably obviously the the coolest maybe and the best, which which is kind of overlapping actually with uh, some of Revenge of the Sith movie, where Ahsoka's in it heavily, Maul's in it heavily, and and you get glimpses of Anakin and and things happening uh, with him during that time where he's falling to the dark side and Ahsoka kind of picks up on it and it's it's really well done I'm, I'm really happy we got this last season it, it, it blends really well into um, the movies at this stage you know a lot of the other seasons were kind of their own thing but this is the first time they really tried to kind of have that overlap effect going on and they really couldn't do it obviously with the movies too much because this is filling in territory the movies didn't cover but they did um they did do it at the end here and then there's a great scene the la- the last episode especially is uh, is quite amazing i feel and especially the last few minutes of the very last episode of the clone wars called victory and death it is uh re- really really cool uh and uh yeah uh yeah, I don't want to say too much if you've never seen it, but um, yeah, the Clone Wars. If you've never watched this, you know, get Disney Plus or buy the DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever's out there uh, and watch it. If you're a fan of Star Wars, I know there's a lot of people who, you know, view animation and, and things as cartoons and kid stuff, but th- this is super high quality. I mean, this is not really kid stuff. Eh, there's some goofy episodes here and there. Uh, they're, they're, you know, but I, but certainly those are pretty far and few between maybe a couple of per season or something, but, uh, overall really, really great. Glad we got it. Um, Joe had commented the other day on Facebook on the Trek and Sci-Fi Facebook group. It would be cool to get a, a series like, um, get Star Trek to have a animated series like this. I mean, they're doing that lower decks animated show. We had the animated series way back in the seventies, uh, but I, you know, I would love to have a, a, a Star Wars animated series like the original animated series that was, you know, just like Star Trek and followed a ship with episodes and visiting planets and stuff. But uh, I don't think we'd ever really get a war-based Star Trek animated series. I mean, never say never, but it's not really what Star Trek stands for or what it's about. We've had arcs of war in, in various series, especially Enterprise. Uh, Discovery, uh, Deep Space Nine, uh, but um, you know, there's. It's not. I don't think it's something they'd really would ever explore in a in a in a series for Trek. They could. And who knows? They could even do a live action one, possibly. Uh, a, se- a season or two of it in a, in a in a series, yeah. But um, I would just you know another animated Star Trek series. We're getting lower decks, but again, that I think is going to be a little bit more comic and comedy like. Um, but um, 
but yeah, I would love to have a Star Trek animated series. I, I, I've said for years that there was serious talk years ago about doing one. They even had some designs that showed up on the Internet and some uniforms and things. It was supposed to be set post TNG in that area, you know, more in the future. Um, but it never happened. Not quite sure really what stopped it. But um, maybe one day, I mean, we're getting a lot of Trek. Uh, I mean, we really are. We got Discovery, you know, coming back for a season three, Picard for season two. They're doing Strange New Worlds, a Pike show with the Enterprise. I mean, that that's a dream come true for me. The animated Lower Deck series, they're still supposed to be doing a Section 31 show. Uh, but um, So there's going to be plenty of Trek to watch. Hopefully once production shows can start back up in production again, uh, I hope that's going to be soon. So um, anyway, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I enjoyed it. I, I, it makes me want to sit down and watch rewatch The Clone Wars. Maybe I'll start that this week. Uh, with season one, uh, I, I feel like it took a couple of seasons to get its footing. I, I think the later seasons are more interesting and more have more depth. Uh, but um, but I like it all, and and I I do feel that the quality and the animation, and the action, and all certainly got increased through technology partially, uh, and, and everything else they could do over over the seasons. Uh, you know, they this basically ran for what ten years, a little more than ten years. Yeah, started in 2008 and ran through 2020 uh, with a fairly big gap of about six years there between the end of uh, uh, season six. Six years later, we got season seven. Again, probably never really thought that would happen. But uh, And Rebels, I, I should go and do this with Rebels sometime too. So uh, I, I'll plan on that, go through that series because that's another great Star Wars series as well. All right, next uh, week... I'm going to try to get a guest host. Uh, should be next weekend's show. I'm going to take a quick look at my uh, upcoming agenda. Yeah, uh, agenda, how formal. Uh, yeah, so I've got next week a guest cast, and then after that I'll be back with something. I haven't got July mapped out yet, so uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks, though, with a new episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. Hey, thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys are staying safe. Hey, wear a mask out there. You're protecting other people when you're wearing a mask, not yourself. Uh, everyone it tries to keep, basically keep the germs in if you've got any germs of any kind not even just you know covid but um that's what they're for i, I still it's still amazing to me that people haven't quite put that together yet <laughs> when they people are wearing masks and they're saying well that's not going to protect you i'm like yeah i understand that uh, but if everyone wears it, it it kind of keeps the germs in and and away from others uh, and just staying apart from people as much as you can still is important i mean we've um, we've come a long way but I, I you know i think we can do better so um i i, I think that's it uh, i hope again you've enjoyed this uh, if you want to get over on patreon and donate to the cast i i'd greatly appreciate that um, but if you don't that's fine too uh, i'll still be putting out content anyway either way i can't stop can't stop never can stop never uh going to be in another, what, 23 podcasts, I'll have 800. Oh, jeez. Maybe I should just renumber. Maybe we should start renumbering like the comics. Comics have, uh, in the last several years, they've been famously doing that with comics. They kind of keep a legacy ongoing count, but they renumber to start with issue one. So every like year or so, they'll have a, a new issue one of X-Men or a new issue one of Batman or something. Um, Superman. Like I read Superman... Uh, Last night I read Superman 22, and there, there's over a thousand issues of the Superman comic out there. But they renumber and just to get people, you know, interested to start again. Uh, it's it's okay. It's fine. 
All right. Take care, everyone. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rick Dosty podcast production.